0: World Talk Radio Never give up Never give in The ones who
1: Enough time alone with the most important person in your life? The power of you. Coming up next on Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew with the Stella Donna goddess gal, Cynthia Bryan, Heather Brittany. I'm star style. Be the star you are. Pour a cup of tea, pull up a chair, and join our tea party. We're coming back. shining for you.
0: Be the star. Hey, have you got a minute? Huh? I'm going to say a
2: word. You tell me what comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. Tchaikovsky. Okay. okay. What's the word? No. See, that is the word. What does Tchaikovsky make you think of? I don't know. Allergy season? Uh, hey there. How you doing? What's up? Who's Martha Graham? Mm, she invented the graham cracker. No kidding. Yeah. Before her, there was only soda crackers. Hard to imagine. Uh, hey, young lady. Yeah? Uh, does the name Man Ray mean anything to you? Ta! The Man Ray is a kind of poisonous jellyfish, and it lives in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh Aha! It's very deadly. Are your kids as well-rounded as they could be? Kids who participate in the arts do better in school and in life. To learn more about the value of arts education, visit americansforthearts.org, because all kids should get to appreciate Tchaikovsky's music, Martha Graham's dance, and Man Ray's photography. Art. Ask for more. A public service message brought to you by Americans for the Arts and the Ad Council. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.
1: Hello, power partner, and welcome to radio's finest program of positive talk, Star Style Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Helen Brittany. And we are thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches right here on the airways, bringing you the authors, the experts, the professionals to help you expand, explore, and experience a more fulfilled life. It's party time here at Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams through positive media. We are a show about following your heart doing what you love. We call it Champagne for the Spirit, and it's brought to you by Be The Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation and produced by Star Style Production. Well, today we have something really special for you, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Heather and I are discussing the most important person in the world in our first segment, and that person is you. And then you are going to meet the international superstar animal artist, Jacqueline Blanche in segment two, as she shares her passion for animals, arts, and all creatures, great and small, and we go to France with the James Beard and Julia Child Award-winning author, Ann Brennan, for a romp through the countryside and the kitchens in segment three with her newest bestseller, Pigs in Provence. Our purpose in providing you this radio show is to communicate to you that you have everything you need to be the writer, the director, the producer, and of course, the Star of your own life. We have three rules for our show and for life, and Heather's got
3: them for us. Definitely wanting to smile, have fun, and be willing to take that chance to be wild and crazy. And of course, we want to help you
1: get reading some very excellent books. Sometimes the books you haven't heard of, but we do the research and the reviews for you so that you can enjoy that, and we bring you these fabulous experts. We also want you to check out my book, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. The business of show business and miracle moments. You can find more information and get autographed copies at star-style.com. Our motto here is to be a leader. You must be a reader. So sit Mm -hmm. back and have a blast with us today. Well, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the Carmony Collection, bringing you the handmade, handcrafted handbags and clutches. <laughs> and you can go to com for more information. That's Carmony with a K, Collection with a K. Or feel free to call the phone number. You can give it out, Heather.
3: Oh, the phone number is 619-286-1099. Well, give a call and order a handbag today for
1: that favorite woman in your life. Well, the first miracle moment is from author Marilyn Van Sant, and it is, Being defeated is only a temporary condition. Giving up is what makes it permanent. I know that Heather always loves to say that, like Eleanor Roosevelt said, that no one can stop you except for yourself. So I thought that one fit right in. And another one I love is from Herman Melville. Far better to fail at being yourself than to succeed at imitating another. So that's kind of a great, you know, that's a great thing. We want to be yourself. And that's my lead-in into our first segment here because we have all been taught the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. And most of us treat others with respect and care and dignity and love. However, have you ever stopped to analyze how you treat yourself? I mean, <laughs> When I speak at seminars, I always ask my audience at some point, Who is the most important person in the room? And inevitably, they point at me and they'll reply, you. Well, I usually respond, yes, I am the most important person in the room, but only the most important person in the room to me. However, however, you are the most important person in the room to you. So why is it that we don't give ourselves the time and the power of being alone and recognizing that we are important, that the I is important? So more reflection and time for us is what is we have to do. And Heather, I know that you are really big on this and it's it's in order to rejuvenate
3: we have to spend time alone. Exactly. It's so easy to just forget to make time yourself when you have important meetings, you know, you've got three kids and three different schools and three different after school sports and a traveling spouse and commitments and you're constantly judging you're constantly juggling a schedule. It doesn't just consist of you. It consists of everyone else that needs your attention. So how do you find time for yourself? And the truth is, making time for yourself is an art. Just like every art, it requires practice. And you deserve a life exactly the way you want it. And the biggest thing is, if you don't pilot your plane, somebody else will. Oh, now that's a good one. It's true. If, you know,
1: you better fly your own plane, otherwise you don't know who's in the cockpit.
3: <laughs> exactly. And that's the big thing. And this is your life. So don't let others determine the quality of your life. You have to take charge and process this yourself. You, you are the only one. You know, happiness is an inside job. So the biggest thing that people, I think, struggle with is, There's a sense of guilt that comes with finding time for yourself. That, you know, isn't it selfish just to focus on yourself? But actually, it's selfish not to spend time on yourself. That every time you commit to a self-nurturing problem, uh, Thing it's really, the more time you get back to yourself, it allows you to give to others. I know my biggest thing is that people, whenever I go out, people are constantly saying, you know, how I'm, I've got so much energy and I'm so positive, but the thing is, you know, all day long I'm with all these people, but I need time then to just go back, at the house, you know, uh, writing or painting and just in complete silence, not doing anything in it. I call it my recharge time, like a battery, and it isn't that... You know, it's so hard to tell people, you know, I just need to be alone for a while. It isn't that I want to be, like, I don't want to be with you. I just need to get back to my spouse kind of time because, dude, the thing is people, people have well, I want to just jump in there because I feel exactly the same. I think it's so critical
1: because you and I are very much alike and being very out there and champagne-like and bubbly and sparkling. But I wouldn't be this way if I was 24-7 with people, and that includes my husband. Um, you know, or even kids. I have to have downtime and lots of it. I got to spend time with my animals. I have to spend time in the garden. And I, as I said so often on this radio show, when you kids uh, were younger, when I was in a bad mood, you'd always ban me to the garden
3: because you knew I mm-hmm. could recharge there. Exactly. And. The biggest thing is, just to put in plain terms, if you don't take time to rest and rejuvenate, eventually you won't have a self to even worry about to do that. You can't constantly be focusing on everyone else. So it's the thing, you you know, the burning your candles at both ends, eventually you just run dry. And this great person that everyone loves, the person that's so giving, won't be so giving anymore. It's kind of the thing of how you constantly do things for people and just want that sense of appreciation. Well, if you don't appreciate yourself, you're going to become a like grudge against yourself, and it's going to... Reflect on the others. So there's 12, I can, twelve little self-nurturing activities that won't interfere with your everyday commitments and can most easily really be squeezed in during your lunch hour, before work, after the kids are in bed. Just little time for yourself. If you're unable to, you know, out of, out of self guilt, to commit, you know, a full day of just rejuvenation. Just a little, you know, kind of little pick me up, little power nap, pick me up. Well, you know, and I think one
1: of the keys here is for people to recognize what is it that rejuvenates you? What is it that relaxes you? What is it that recharges you? For some people, it's taking a nap. For some people, it's getting a massage. You know, for some people, like me, it's going into the garden. For you, it's being creative and painting and doing art projects, or cooking is your big relaxation exactly so not everybody's going to have the same
3: way exactly recharge. not every person is the same you know the things that bring joy to a weather might bring horrors to someone else but here's just some you know out of my own personal take just some relaxing things some just quiet time some of yourself to just kind of reflect back and just kind of have those you know little in little instant battery charges so why I say write in a journal I'm it helps you see a lot of different roots and perspectives, and so many times, you know, you, you, so many things have been going through your head, and not until you start writing it out or talking it out. You start to realize all these things that may have been building up inside of you, or just kind of to, it's just kind of a, a just kind of drawing out in words uh, your feelings and emotions. Another thing I say, dance. Do this in the home in the morning. Ooh, I love this. I That's mean, all yeah. the external you know, when thing everyone's left the house or any time you just need a quick attitude change, to so shut the blinds, take off your shoes, put on your favorite dance music, and just boogie around until you feel. You know, uh, what's the thing about you know, fake it till you make it till smile, you know, just kind of get into it. Before you know it, you'll just be laughing at yourself. And, you how know, about and... singing at the top of your lungs? I you I, know think, how I always sing. I, def- I definitely. I am American Idol in the shower and in the car. <laughs> so, I, I definitely, you know, the things that smells joy is it for you, that are just for you, that, you know, there's no one, you know, no one around to put you down and say, you know, you really are off tea or anything. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for you because it feels good. Another thing, you know, have lunch with a friend or take a quickie walk. Maybe someone, I know that's kind of a giving things that maybe someone, you know, you, you're constantly, you don't get to do any fun little lunches because you're always doing, you know, the things for the kids or for the husbands or maybe you're at work, you just don't have a, a time for you. You know, get together with an old friend or a colleague that, you know, someone, you know, the best and someone that you can bounce ideas off that, that thing that person you don't see as often that, you know, you always have that life commitment uh, one thing is make a treasure map collage. A treasure map is, what is a treasure map collage. Oh, a treasure, ooh, a treasure map. I, I'm map. big on making a, like life path collages, so mm-hmm. I love. Tell us about the treasure exactly. map. Exactly. A treasure map is an actual physical picture of your desired reality. It is valuable because it forms a specially clear, sharp image of which it can attract in the focus energy into your goal. So if you really want that raised, advanced position, or new home, get out your scissors, old magazine and glue and create your dream on paper it's kind of just you know saying like uh, at, the, at the first beginning of the year how you know we make all these things I'm going to do this I'm going to do that well some people you know for me I'm a very artistic thing. maybe words aren't exactly the right way to go so if you see an actual image you you know you're you want this money, you want this raise, you know, cut out pictures of money and, and car, things you want to do with, you know, once you get this achievement. Are see,
1: I love this because life. I actually do this with all my clients. I just call it a life path collage. And what we do is I do, we do two of them, and I love to make them double-sided, is one is the way you see yourself and then what you want to bring into your life. And it's so amazing how you can manifest it once you put it down on paper.
3: Exactly. Um, another one is attend a support group attending group you know it they can be spending a little time for yourself whether you're trying to quit a bad habit grieving the loss of a loved one or just gathering with other busy moms to share strategies there's such a wide variety of support groups available out there. Just check your local phone book, and there's complete listings and everything there. And as, uh, as my uh, success sister
1: in the coaching corner likes to say, is you can also start your own support squad. If there's not, if you don't feel comfortable going somewhere else, just grab, a, get a couple people of like minds that would like to support one another and be one another's cheerleaders, and that can
3: help a lot. So you can start your own support squad too. Exactly. The next one is one of my definite favors, and that would be to get a massage. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels better in a little time. Even though someone else is helping you with that complete relaxation, nothing feels better than just turning into your muscles and just getting all that stress just rubbed out of you. So fantastic. I that's agree great. with you. And what I also love
1: about that one is that, you know, you can really meditate during that. If you can really
3: get oh, it. Oh, that's so funny because meditation is the very next one. Oh, good. <laughs> We think a life. Exactly, but it's so true. The two, you know, correspond. You're finding that little time in your day. I know when I'm just stressed, it's kind of, you know, sitting down at the desk, shutting my eyes, just taking a few minutes, slow breaths. Really, breathing is the greatest thing. You Knowing when, when you're scared and panicked, how you're short and on tight on breath. Just long, slow, deep, relaxing breaths. That's a great thing on its own, just to do. Just to take a few breaths every now and then, just to slowly kind of recirculate through your body. And,
1: and you know, I would like to add to that. If you're feeling not only tense, but if you're having an angry moment, someone has offended you in some way, or something has, you've gotten that really nasty email, or something with a boss, or even a relationship. Before you speak or before you take action, take three deep cleansing breaths, and it's amazing how it clears your head and it might even clear your perspective. Mhm.
3: And the last one was just a personal favorite of mine. I say work out. Doesn't matter if it's in a gym, outside, for you to be gardening. Find what's your kind of way of physical activity. This sounds like advice for everyone, but especially for executives whose jobs are requiring long periods at a desk. If you just need to get motivated, and you know, and maybe enroll in some kickbox classes or pilates or something. Go do some yoga. There's so many high intensity things and so many sweet, relaxing things. I've and really- you could
1: do things that are free, like walking. Exactly, exactly. walk around your block
3: or take you know, a walk in the park or touch, go out to the country in touch with your with your animal. Take the dog for walk most importantly just enjoy yourself. Well, you know, this year um I really
1: this uh, you already know this part of my goals. This is, you know, the year of me. For me, this is my year. And as part of that, I've been taking really good care of myself and part of it is also um the exercise on a regular basis cuz so often I'm working on the computer or you know doing radio or television or something. And I feel a 10 times better. You know, because it's not just a matter of eating well, but it's also of just pampering yourself and recognizing
3: the power of you. Exactly. And as we always say, you know, your health is everything. Without it, you're nothing. So that's always first important. So most importantly, just enjoy yourself. The more you do, the easily, the easier it is to schedule, um, to schedule around in your hectic schedules. And so you deserve it.
1: Well, you know, it gets back to what are our rules for the radio show? Smile, have fun, and be willing to be wild and crazy. So, you know, it's people who are who want to be happy are happier, and they draw into their lives more optimistic and more abundance because that's what they're putting out there. It is that, uh, that law of attraction.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's just uh, the biggest thing here. I just know for me it's so hard, uh kind of freeing myself away, just feel like there's, you know, a million things I can never get done, I get so many projects. The thing is to slow down and take a little time. Just slow down and smell the roses, and let other people aware that, especially that many um, significant others that you're with constantly, that it isn't a sense of abandonment. That in order for them to truly, you know, they, whoever they fell in love with, is a person that prior to, you know, had was giving them time self to recharge. So just tell them, in order so you don't change into something, you know, some angry person that, you know, is constantly needing some uh free time, some rejuvenation. Uh, just let them know, you know, this t- isn't time away from you? It's time to just get back to me. Well, and I think that's a very
1: key thing, Heather, is that in a relationship is we have to have space. You know, it's always the pauses in the music that makes the melody. And if every note was run together and yeah, there were pauses, that. nothing would be beautiful. So if we can transfer that to our personal life and remember that we have to take time for ourselves, take time to pause, take time to rejuvenate, and just second. Celebrate the beautiful person that we are, and that is absolutely key. Well, Heather, give out the websites as normal. This is a, a wonderful, empowering segment,
3: and I love being the Stella Donna of uh-huh. self. Most definitely. We want you to, as we said, get involved with the charity, read great books, maybe the comedy collection, anything with the radio show, be the star you are, Go to com. that's dot ecom
1: Well, thank you so much. When we come back, we're going to have more reflection and giving time to the power of you when we are joined by the internationally acclaimed animal artist Jacqueline Blanche, and she's coming up next on Star Style Be The Star You Are, and I can't wait because I just love talking animals. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan and I'm Heather Whitney and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. You can.
0: This business of show business is calling out to me. This business of show business is all I wanna be. World Talk Radio.
2: I'm Mary Hart, and this is Empowering America. She was born in Newark, New Jersey in 1924. She was blessed with a beautiful voice, and by 19, young Sarah had entered and won an amateur hour contest at Harlem's famous Apollo Theater. A year later, singer Billy Eckstein invited her to join his new group, featuring the legendary Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and Miles Davis. Sarah, now nicknamed Sassy, dazzled all with the amazing flexibility of her voice. At 20 years old, she cut her first record and was fast becoming a legend among her fellow musicians. She joined Mercury Records in 1954 and embarked on the most prolific years of her career. Over the next three decades, Sassy toured the world and cut more records, her last in 1987. Three years later, in 1990, Sarah Sassy Vaughn passed
0: away, leaving a gaping hole in the world of music. Empowering America is sponsored by the Foundation of American Women in Radio and Television and is made possible by the generous support of AT&T, caring for the communities where we live and work. Hear you know that?
2: You just gotta love that sound. Really, it's one of this country's great treasures—the unmistakable sound of a nice California you know, shower. There's nothing like it. Well, except of course for the sound of nails counting lumber, building new homes across America, or states, sizzling on the grill. In fact, forty percent of American products are shipped by freight railroads—from computers to produce. We even carry trucks. Really, chances are the things you'll Use tomorrow are taking the train today. 70% of new American cars, 40% of the grain harvest. More Americans depend on us than ever. Freight railroads contribute more than $31 billion a year to the U.S. economy. And since one freight train carries a load of up to 500 trucks, that means less fuel, less traffic. A better environment, a better tomorrow. Tomorrow, arriving by train, sponsored by North America's Freight Railroads. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio.
0: Well, I hope you are
1: looking among the stars. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. B, the star you are. You are in the place with all the fabulous experts that enhance and inspire your life. And today we have somebody really special. About ten years ago, I was searching for an artist to paint a mural for me that would capture my need for sanctuary, peace, and reflection. And being an animal aficionado, I really demanded someone who understood my heart and my soul because it said that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And there she was, internationally acclaimed Uh, artist Jacqueline Blanche she created a masterpiece that enthralls and nourishes my spirit every single day she has clients around the world and they're also blessed with her artistic renderings of all creatures great and small Jacqueline is our guest today and she's going to share her philosophy about capturing the personalities of the call of the wild through the stroke of her paintbrush welcome Jacqueline to be the star you are hi Cynthia Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I wanted to talk to you because you have been an artist since you were a little girl, so why, could you give me a little bit of background on when you started and the influence of your parents, and then what really drew you to the animal kingdom?
4: Well, I just can't remember a time when I wasn't uh, an artist. Uh, it Seems like my early earliest memories of are of crayons and paper. Uh, my father was also an artist, as his mother was as well, and so there were always stacks of paper around and pencils and uh, a big drafting table where I know I could I knew I could just go and and create at will. And I was lucky enough also to have uh, been born into a family of am- animal lovers. And um, the first animal I knew was a Chinese cat named Sam and so the, the, I never knew a time when art and animals were not combined. I just started drawing them right away.
1: It, and, it, and it seems that they speak to you in some way because in looking at your paintings that you do, and you do all kinds, you do oil, acrylics, you do all different mediums, correct? That's yes. right. Yes. And when you look at them, there's something so alive about them. I, when I was looking at your paintings recently, what what struck me is how... They could actually be photographed. <laughs> it was as if the the animal was right there with me, and you were able to capture the personality. And may I say that the soul? It's the soul of the creature. I just I see uh, you know I see what, that they're talking back to us.
4: Well, thank you very much. I hear that a lot.
1: Well, it has to be a gift, and I would say because it's your connection with the animal world. One of the things that has always struck me about you, Jacqueline, is that you really believe in the animals. In fact, one time you said to me that you are opposed to humans humanizing animals and calling them our children or our friends because... You really want to give them their own power, their own authority. And as humans, we need to be stewards and guardians of the animal kingdom but not try to make them humans. Let's talk about that for a moment because animal awareness is a very big issue and the fact that you're painting animals around the world and you have you have a gallery in Connecticut, in California, and of course you travel all you well, you travel all over the world, but you spend a lot of time in Europe painting as well. Do you find that the that animals the voices that are speaking to you from the animal kingdom change
4: or different or are the people different? Or are we pretty much all one? Well, that's a really interesting question. Animals are—they don't have the interference that we have. They don't have the brain and the the vocabulary that needs to express ourselves through uh, words. They—they they don't use that that medium at all. Um, animals seem to emanate from a different. I mean, we all have the same source, I believe, but animals are uh not intellectual they they tend to emanate in a way that um it's not a visible, visible or uh, identifiable form of identification, but nonetheless, if you're quiet enough and you're open to it, they do communicate with you. And I think that, you know, regardless of their personal experiences, where they came from, whether they were in a shelter or they're a farm animal or whether they're um, bred or whatever it is, uh, that they tend to be pretty consistent in their feelings, or the feelings that I pick up from them. I mean, and that's what you
1: capture. I remember several years ago uh, when we worked together and I was able to hire you to do a commission for a design client of mine who raised Bengal cats. Mm -hmm. And Bengal cats are only five uh, generations removed from the wild, like, you know, the Bengal tiger and they're very difficult in my opinion i mean they're very high strung and they're, they I would think they'd be difficult to capture but you did this incredible mural where you inserted the these uh, the family's bengal cats into that mural and they are madly in love with it to this day because you absolutely captured their Essence, and I think that 's what sets you so apart as an animal artist is that you just don 't paint a picture of a person 's pet or an animal. you capture the spirit of the animal so it 's very much alive on the canvas.
4: Well, you know I used to do a lot of uh, of human portraits too, and although I really enjoyed doing animal or uh, human beings. Um, for my own, uh, my own self, I enjoy doing the animals because there's no, you don't have to worry about any feedback from them. They're, they're not going to give you an opinion on whether you captured this or that or, you know, their egos don't get, uh. No,
1: no yeah. egos, that's true. They're just thrilled that you're there.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's just really kind of amazing. Um, I stopped doing human beings basically because it just was too fraught with, uh, with ego and animals. I've always believed in the in the subtle realm that uh, the the things that were more refined and not necessarily identifiable. So for me, when you're speaking of those Bengal uh, cats that I did in that mural, there are subtleties that, like the way one would uh, kink its tail was kinked, or one would uh, you know one would handle its ears differently, or the body language of animals um, is just as as noticeable as. Our body language, but you have to be—you have to slow down and really pay attention. And I think as a child, as I said, I was born into a family with a Siamese cat. So, and that cat, fortunately, you know, felt really comfortable around kids. And so I spent—I spent many, uh, many an hour with that cat, and just got very used to the body language and the level of, of subtlety there that I just—I just love.
1: Well, and that's what you're bringing to your work. And, you know, you I've also, when I was looking at your portfolio, too, you paint uh, animals of all species. So we're not just talking people's pets. You will do, you do wild animals, birds. It doesn't matter. It's, it's any animal.
4: That's, that's correct.
1: And that's what, yeah, And you do this all over the world. And talk about, you have a studio in Connecticut, right? I do. Uh, and one in San Francisco, so you're bi-coastal. Right. And then, of course, you, you spend a lot of time um, traveling in Europe and painting over there as well. Uh-huh. What's the difference, though? Do you find any differences in doing your art in different
4: parts of the world? Mm, no, I mean at this point I've been a painting for so long that uh my style is um after twenty years of practicing as a painter doing animals, um, my, my style is pretty much established and with animals again I, I find them to be very consistent uh, people are, are fairly consistent too within the, the boundaries of the culture. Um, what's different for me is, and what I'm attracted to, is the different difference in light. Um, for instance, San California light is, is just so different from the East Coast light. And I was born in the East on the East, in the East on the East Coast. And I think my palette. In fact, I know that I've just recently read that within three months, a child already has her color palette um, inscribed in. Inside her. So what's interesting. What I love is is the different lighting conditions I can get animals in. And I use an old Canon camera with a 50-millimeter lens so I can be far far enough away from the animals so that they're not, you know, feeling encroached upon me. But But you don't
1: disturb them. You get them in their natural habitat.
4: I do. And I I like them in in the light where, in fact, like the Netherlands is different from southern Italy, is different from Japan, is different from Connecticut, different from California.
1: Now, if I wanted to send people, I know that you're, you are in the process of creating a brand new website, but um, the studio where you work, you, uh, you have a website right now, and I'd like to give that out, and I want to also give your phone number out, uh, because besides the animal artistry that you do, your partners, uh, you have a full-service art studio, That's and correct, so yeah. people should know that there really isn't anything that they couldn't um, get if, you know, if they want that. So, uh, would you give your phone number out first, please, Jacqueline, if, if that's
4: alright with you? Absolutely. The San Francisco phone number is 415-566-8707. That's
1: 415 I mean, 566-8707. 415-566-8707. And a website, um is...
4: Well, my maiden name is Probert. And that's where I, my grandmother was a Probert, my father was a Probert. so it's probert art, p r o b e r t a r t dot
1: com. You know, let's talk about your name for a moment, because I I love your name. It's beautiful, but it also is a nom de act, like a nom de plume, and it really comes from the animal kingdom and your passion for one of your animals, right?
4: Yes. I had two Siamese cats that recently departed. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I had them. They were litter mates for 16 years, a couple of sisters, and their names were Blanche and Baby Jane. And uh, the, the first book that I was in. Um, I got a photograph. A friend of mine took the photograph He's also a professional photographer and after an hour and a half of uh, trying to get these Tina Hodes to herd cats.
1: Right, exactly. I, they herd you, don't
4: they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they do herd. They herded us. And finally at the end of an hour and a half I got a photograph of both Blanche and Baby Jane and myself. That really worked well. And um, and they both passed away within two months of each other about two months later. So I feel like my my little spirit guides, my little art guides, and I think uh, I still feel very influenced by them, and, and to, in order to honor them, I uh, chose Blanche as my uh, nom d'art.
1: I love that. I love that. I think that, you know, that gives me chills, Jacqueline. It gives me chills because I always feel oh, that when we are an artist, it's wonderful to tie our art in with something that's very passionate to us, and you know, with you, it was your Siamese. You're cats, that cats, and so they live on through you and through your art, and they can guide you now. And I'm sure that's why you are such an internationally renowned artist is because you have your little kitties in kitty heaven, and they're looking down and saying, oh, take this, get into this site, do that. They're, they're the connectors. They're helping you be the conduit to the animal world. Well, where do you see yourself? What would you like to do because you've done so much, in the world of art and traveled so much do you have a something that you really have not accomplished that you would really like to put out there and and
4: get the law of attraction working well i think um it's been a long time in, in arriving at the point where i've decided to focus on animals i mean it's been exclusive animals for me for 10 years uh and i've done you know just a lot of things as an artist in this in this uh culture you know to try to figure out what you want to do and Um, I've done sharks and rabbits and and horses, and what I'd really like to do is uh, full-scale horse portraits. I mean, life-size, full body, sort of like George Stubbs, but a little bit looser. And I'd also like to go to Africa and... um, and take photographs of of the big cats and do those because I used to love to do those when I was a teenager, and I, I just feel like I'm am a cat anyway. So I, I just think
1: you are a cat. I mean, <sighs> it's, you you paint a lot of cats and you have that, that cat uh, feeling. But a full scale horse that
4: sounds fantastic. It would be a big canvas, Cynthia. it would probably be something like nine feet by nine feet. But I figured it would look in the barn, and the right clients will come through, you know, with that request.
1: Oh, that would be awesome! Uh, folks I love that. Do you have any idea what kind of horse you don 't care? No, you know, I just I love, love all horses
4: all horses i mean i I love Aramians. I think they have beautiful faces there, and they 're and they 're they 're just so. They're just lovely. But, um, you know, to, to your question about what I'd like to do, I mean, I've been doing this all along, but I tie a certain uh, percentage of, of each of my commissions to an animal cause. And uh, so, you know, if it's a horse, I might be, give, give money to a horse rescue operation, or if it's a rabbit, to a ras- rabbit rescue. I mean, fortunately, there are so many um, concerned people out there who are really working hard to, you know, to help our animals in difficult circumstances.
1: Oh, see, you now I think that is very very important what you just said, Jocelyn, is that you know, a certain portion of the proceeds from every commission will go to some animal um, organization because that's truly giving back. So you know, you're really putting your love for the animals and helping them at the same time. So that's, I've, that's very admirable. Well, there's no doubt that someone is going to be calling you with a horse commission soon because all your dreams have to come true. <laughs> mm, I love it. That's it, Because that's the only way that the world works. You know, it really works that way. Yeah. So I want to give you out your phone number again. And you're talking with, the name is Jacqueline Blanche. That's spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. And Blanche is B-L-A-N-C-H-E. It's like the French Blanche, but oui. right? Jacqueline Blanche. You oui. pronounce it that way. It sounds great. And the phone number is 415 566 Seven oh seven, And you can go to the website, www.probertart.com. And when you get there, you'll be able to uh, see all the different things that the full-service studio does, but especially Jacqueline's animal artistry and the portraits that she can do. And you're taking commissions anywhere in the world, is that correct? That's correct.
4: Yes. And do you, um, do you, you take photographs as well? I do, because the animals just don't, they don't stay still. They're not still I mean, I have a sketchbook upstairs. When the girls were alive, I would, you know, I'd start drawing them, and of course they'd move. So that's, you know, it's good training to do that. So phot- photography with an old-fashioned camera, I also have a digital as a backup, but um, I just I just get them in, you know, I, I get them sitting or resting and not moving is what I do.
1: Well, you are a gem. You are a gift to the Animal Kingdom, so keep being the um, advocator and the connector of animals of all species, and I just thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your animal awareness and your animal love, and especially your art, and on a personal level, I just want to thank you for creating my artistic sanctuary in my home that has made me feel more in touch with myself, and when I'm having a hard day, I just go there to your art, and I feel relaxed immediately. So I personally endorse you, Jacqueline. I think you're amazing.
4: Well, I re- I really appreciate that, Cynthia. It's just a joy to know you, too.
1: Well, thank you so much. Well, again, Jacqueline Blanche and the phone number, 415-566-8707. website probably always the best way, www.probertart.com. That's P-R-O-B-E-R-T-A-R-T dot com. Thanks, Jacqueline, for being a guest on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Go out and keep painting those animals because we truly are all one, and you make the the photos come alive and bring those animals into our lives. It's such a joy to see.
4: Thank you so much, Cynthia.
1: You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to keep up our international flavor when we come back because we're going to go to France. Stay with us. Au revoir. Singing
0: lovely songs of love. I oh.
2: Looking for answers to those uncommon questions? Looking for a way to heal? Looking for spiritual guidance? Come visit www.angels2guideyou.com. We are all blessed with spiritual helpers, spiritual gifts and spiritual healing. Get in touch with your spirit, get answers, get healing. www.angels2guideyou.com. Remember, you're not alone. angels2guideyou.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Can learning to forgive
1: positively impact your bottom line? Well, a pilot study by Dr. Fred Luskin to the Stanford University Forgiveness Project was designed to measure the effect of emotional competence and forgiveness training on sales, on the quality of life, and they used 49 financial service advisors, six vice presidents, and two administrative assistants from the American Express Financial Services. The results are amazing. They showed an increased sales of 14 to 46% for all of
0: the participants